Hello and welcome to Jericho Teaching the Dirt. We are your host Xianghe and Violet, and we are a museum and artifact study students from Durham University. Along with our peers, we created this podcast to accompany our online exhibition titled Jericho, an ancient city revealed, designed in partnership with Durham's Oriental Museum. Check out our exhibition through the link in the show description if you are interested in learning more about ancient Jericho and its excavations. Before we begin, please note that the views and opinions expressed by the host and guests are their own and do not represent the views and opinions of Durham University and the Oriental Museum. In today's episode, we are fortunate enough to interview archaeologist Professor Robin Skeets in the Department of Archaeology at Durham University, whose research and publications explore a wide variety of themes within the overlapping interdisciplinary fields of material, viral and central culture studies, and museum and heritage studies. Today we have with us Robin Skeets. Thank you for your time. It is great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, to start off, I am curious to know is that when and how did you become interested in archaeology? So it's a nice question. It's, it's really, it was very much a gradual and unconscious process. Uh, getting interested in archaeology. When I was young, I lived next to a ruined medieval castle in Sussex in the south of England. It's called Bramber Castle. And so my brother and I would go and play in the ruins of the castle uh, every day, really. And so we lived very much amongst history, amongst the past. And indeed, there was an old church right next to the castle, and we'd visit that as well. And indeed, even collect human bones that had fallen from the graveyard into my father's um, uh, garden and vegetable area. Um, so that was the beginning. And also, uh, as I grew older, I developed a small collection at home of special objects. A lot of those were just rocks and fossils and shells, but I had a few archaeological objects as well that were given to me by a, an uncle of mine who, who had uh, collected them himself when he was young. Um, and then at school, as I grew older, I studied medieval history. And um, so that sort of deepened my interest in history in the past in general. And then finally, when it came to thinking about what subject to study at university, I really had no idea, but I thought maybe I'd like to study fossils on rocks, so be a geologist or a paleontologist. But then gradually I thought actually maybe archaeology that involved ancient human beings as well would be interesting. So in the end I chose archaeology. So as you can see, it was quite a gradual, unconscious process that, that slowly became crystallized around archaeology. Uh, that's cool. So you mentioned a little about uh, how you entered the archaeology field. So could you please tell, me, uh, tell us more about uh, what efforts you made to work in this or to enter in this uh, field? Yes, certainly. 
So for me, there was no precise entry point. So I had that growing interest in the past, in history, in, in archaeology when I was young. Uh, so for me, my entry into archaeology, I see as an incremental process, a growing process. So I think, I don't know why, maybe it was my mother encouraged me, but uh, when I was about 15 years old, I became a member of two local archaeological societies. The first was the Brighton and Hove Archaeological Society. And I worked on an archaeological dig organized by them. It was a prehistoric uh, tumulus, a burial mound on the South Downs in Sussex. And uh, I loved the experience actually of working outdoors, finding objects, working together with some interesting, uh, slightly unusual people. Um, and then I joined the Sussex Archaeological Society as well, which was a sort of bigger organisation down in the south of England. And I went to a few of their lectures and used their library and resources. So that was the very beginning. But then after that, when I'd chosen to study archaeology at university, I went to the Institute of Archaeology in London. And that, and it, it was then, and it still remains to this day, a real energetic centre of interest in the archaeology of the world and that really broadened my horizon so I became very passionate about archaeology at that point and hoped that I could become an archaeologist dedicate my career in archaeology so I was lucky then to do quite well as an undergraduate and then get funding from the British Academy to uh, pursue a PhD a doctorate at Oxford University which then fortunately led on to a postdoctoral position in Oxford. And after that, I was lucky enough to be given my, my big break. And this is where I really feel I entered into the profession of archaeology because it was my first job as a, a lecturer in archaeology, which was at the University of Cardiff in Wales in the Department of Archaeology. So, Graeme, it was a gradual process. It wasn't one moment or another, but things built one upon another. That sounds really great. Thank you. And my next question is, we know that beyond academia, you have worked on archaeological field projects. Could you share with us what has been your greatest discover so far? Now, this is a really difficult question for me to answer, because actually, as an archaeologist, we're, we're increasingly trained not to get too excited by what we discover, and to treat almost everything equally in a in a rather dispassionate scientific manner. And so I have to admit that I don't really have what I regard as a, as a greatest discovery. Never, nevertheless, I'll give you one example, which certainly people around me got very excited about. And this was, and I have to admit also that it was a member of my research team, my excavation team that found this object, not me. Although I was, later given credit for its discovery, being the director of the excavation, which is a little unfair, I think. Anyway, it is the head, the stone head of a prehistoric figurine. And it came from a cave, a prehistoric cave in the mountains of Sardinia in Italy. And what was special about this object is uh, there have been similar objects like that found in Sardinia. 
they're dated to around about 2000 uh, BC. And uh, these objects, they're, they're quite rare because they're made of stone, uh, but also they're, they're great artwork. So they would have taken a lot of effort to create them. And you find a few in museums in Sardinia as well. And they're very prized objects because of their artistry. Indeed, they look like modern works of art because they're very simple, just the outline of a head and neck uh, and a nose or a or a nose or a, um, um, you know, eyes marked up as well sometimes. Um, so, but also for me, what was special about this object was the dark cave chamber in which we found it. And we really weren't expecting to find this object. And uh, one of the team members, she, and we were working almost in the dark as well in very difficult conditions so we we couldn't really see what we were finding until we brought the objects the rather muddy objects out into the bright Mediterranean sunlight outside and when we did that with this object and when we cleaned it off we realized we'd we'd really found something very special and uh, we were we were then delighted. We, uh, we we told the local press about the discovery, and they they got excited as well. They got all the information wrong, of course, about the object, but it didn't matter because it was a really special object, and and people were happy and grateful and interested in in what we found. So that's my special object, but it's not as great as the uh, you know the tomb of Tutankhamun by any means. Yeah, it, it is quite impressive, and maybe the fieldwork could be boring, dull, and lost for a long time, but it still could surprise you at some point, I think. Precisely. It was a reward for some quite sort of, yeah, some, some hard work and uh, hard and long work. So what is the best part of being an archaeologist based on your experience? So I have two best parts, really. One is, and it, it ties in with what I've been telling you about, about this figurine and where we found it. So for me, one of the best parts of doing archaeology is actually visiting and working and getting to know really well some very special places in the landscape. So for me, that's mainly been in Italy. And I think I'm just so lucky um, to, as a foreigner in particular, to have worked and got to know these extraordinary places, particularly in the rural landscapes and upland landscapes that a normal foreigner would never get to visit, would never get to be shown by local people. So that for me is a joy and I love these places uh, and the, the, the nice Mediterranean climate in Italy helps as well. So that's one of my pleasures. And then the second thing that as I've got older and I've met more and more people, I've, I've come to enjoy more. And in fact, I really value these days is just meeting and collaborating with other archeologists, other colleagues, uh, whether it's across Europe or in China, or in Jordan, or many other parts of the world. And learning through those people, not only about archeology, span but about their daily lives and cultural situations within, their, within which they're working, I think has truly enriched me as a person and enhanced my, my worldview. Yes, it's very interesting to meet people and learning their uh, daily life, like culture, like I think. Thank you for your answer. And here comes the next question. What is challenging about being an archaeologist? Okay, so this is, uh, this is something I guess a number of archaeologists think but don't always say. So 
for me, the most challenging thing, particularly working as an academic archaeologist, is keeping up with the latest archaeological discoveries and publications, not only in my chosen research of Italy, but elsewhere in the world. And so, you know, often friends, uh, you contact me and say, did you hear about this? Or did you hear about that discovery? And I have to admit, you know, I didn't because there's just so much archaeology going on in the world and so many new discoveries, particularly with big urban development projects or big road building projects. And you just can't get, keep on top of the subject matter as much as you'd like. And I think particularly as the scientific side of archaeology grows and grows as well. There's just so many publications out there. So it's difficult to to keep up to date is is my my admission, (laughs) my problem. Yeah, keeping update the information, it could be a challenge for the archaeologist. So at the end of our interview, we would like to ask you for some suggestions and advice to our listeners who wants to pursue a future archaeology career. Yeah, certainly. So I hope you can, first I'd like to say, I hope you can sort of sense my continued passion for archaeology. And it's, it's been with me since childhood and it's really served me well. I, I regard archaeology as not only a profession, a career, but as a, it's always been a hobby as well. So maybe that sounds too much, too obsessive, but it's, I, I still have a, a real passion and love for the subject. So my advice, really, I have two words of advice. The first is, rather like I did, start by giving it a try. There's nothing lost by just giving archaeology a try. Now, the way to do that is to either contact a local archaeological society or heritage group or even a local museum where you may be or indeed a university and see what possibilities they have for you to volunteer to join in either for half a day, a day or, or, or longer on, on a project or an activity that they've got running. And then see what captures your interest and your imagination. My second word of advice really is, and this is something I'm still learning as I go on, is that it's important to be aware that archaeology covers a very broad field. So I think it's worth as you go along, as you find out about archaeology, is to try to discover what really interests you in this very broad field. Is it, for example, prehistoric archaeology or more recent historic archaeology or even the archaeology of the world in which we live today? And then in terms of the approach, are you more of a humanities person or is it archaeological science that might capture your interests and uh, and and skills, for example, in maths or or, or biology. Uh, so, would you be interested in working on ancient DNA, for example? Yeah, thank you for your two words, and I think it would be helpful to the people who wants to pursue a future career in this field. And thank you for your time, Robin. It's a pleasure, really. We would like to thank Robin for joining us today for this interview and your significant contribution and support towards our online exhibition. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jericho Touching the Dead. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to visit our online exhibition and follow the Arms Oriental Museum on social media. Thank you once again. See you next time.